0: Okay,
1: welcome to the QKB Community Spotlight. Queensland Kettlebells is a friendly gym in East Brisbane practising strength for life. Find out a little bit about what makes our awesome members tick, their hints, tips and why they do what they do. My name is Piers, and welcome to the podcast, Tim.
0: Hey, Pierce, Thanks for having me. Uh,
1: so, Tim is the founder of Original Strength and, uh, and runs a pretty sweet gym in North Carolina. Um, but tell us a bit about yourself and, uh, and how your, a normal week looks for you, Tim.
0: Oh, um, well, I'm, I, I'm, my name is Tim. I'm from North Carolina. Uh, and I have a training studio in uh, Pequoy, Virginia, North Carolina, and a normal week for me uh, is uh, juggling my schedule with my, my partner, Danny, um, where uh, we, we, you know, we, we train several classes a day. Uh, and thankfully now we have help, but normal, normally through a week, um, you know, every day, almost except Mondays, doing classes and then uh, uh, writing and um, just I spend a lot of time uh, rolling around on the floor uh, in between classes and writing. Yeah, so awesome.
1: kind of boring, kind of. Yeah. But. yeah, cool. And what inspired you to begin the job you're into? Tell us a bit about your background. Oh, okay, so that's what you meant. So, um, oh no, no. no. So, so you, you, you've. The first question was absolutely the right answer. That was what we were looking for. This is a different okay. question. Yeah, yeah.
0: So my background and what got me where I am is I, I grew up with a sickness. Um, Uh, being in the weight room. uh, My football coach told me if I wanted to play football, I was going to have to lift weights and get bigger uh, when I was 13. So from the time I was 13 until I was in my mid-30s, I lived in a weight room every single day. Um, And it was the only thing that I really enjoyed. Or I, I assumed I was good at it because I showed up every day. I wasn't necessarily good at it, but I was good at showing up every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that mm-hmm. just that led me down the route to personal training. Um, and again, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, and so I, I started with, in my garage, training people in my garage. And then I, I ventured out one day and got a small studio in town to try to train, train people there to see if I could fill it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's yeah. kind of how I got yeah. started.
1: Okay, and you're in Australia in April to present the original strength stuff. Tell us a little bit about the story for that. So OS, Original Strength,
0: um, is the idea or it's a a movement system um, that was founded on the idea that we're not made to be broken, that we are wonderfully made and designed and that we're supposed to be strong throughout our entire life. And the way that that started is because I was feeling broken. Um, I had some some overuse injuries from uh, being overzealous with a kettlebell Mm -hmm. and then I started looking for corrective exercise systems to help me get out of, uh, out of those overuse injuries. And I learned a great deal of information, but I also learned how to chase my tail. Um, and I was chasing pain around. I would think I would fix one thing and then something else would pop up. And I got pretty frustrated with that. And so what led me to OS was, like I said, I felt like I was broken. And I also felt at the same time that I wasn't supposed to be broken. Um, so in, in my frustration one night, I just, I, I honestly, I I asked God to show me how to train, to be resilient. Uh And within a couple of weeks I pulled, I opened a child, a child learning disorder book, um, about, uh, children that, uh, grow up with, uh, ADD or ADHD or other learning issues. Uh And, and then God just connected the dots for me. And I knew that crawling on the floor was just a powerful way, uh, to help the body heal.
1: Cool. Yeah, I, I sometimes tell people nope. uh, um, about the first time you guys came to Australia and you, you and, and Jeff were here and you ran the the day and a half seminar and we got towards the end of that first day and, uh, and I wasn't sure whether I'd be real happy or real annoyed because all, of the, all the training that I'd done previously and I'd spent a lot of money learning different systems appeared to have just been made redundant by what at the time was a 500 us dollar course um <laughs> and uh, and so it was it was really conflicting um and the other thing about that first day for me as well was I reached the end of the day and kind of went oh I reckon I can do a handstand and then just kind of popped up into a handstand for the first time ever and then it was it was probably six months again after that before I had that same sort of level of control but that that just that full day of pressing reset and doing doing those things was uh was pretty pretty amazing and i obviously got relatively enthusiastic about the system after that um yeah so tell us what what's the number one thing that you do day to day that makes you feel like your life is awesome or that helps to make life feel more awesome
0: Oh, man. Um, well,
1: I get to, uh,
0: and there's so many things. I don't know if I have one thing that makes me feel awesome. Uh, man, every day I wake up is, is a gift. Mm. Um, I've, I've got a great family, um, that, who puts up with my insanity cause I'm gonna, they, I am crazy and, and they have to deal with it. So like I do stupid stuff in the neighborhood. I embarrass my wife because I'm always trying stupid things. Um, Like I've got some funny stories that were just oh my gosh. Anyway, but I uh, I get to I get to teach people how to I get to teach people that they they are wonderfully made, and I think that is probably the most awesome thing I get to do every day. And whether it's in person uh, at my studio or whether it's through an email or a blog or a video, somehow that's what I get to do, and it's that is just there's there's really not not. I don't know if but there's a better feeling than that, um and I'm now just awake to it like man what an what an awesome thing to be able to do to give somebody hope, so yeah. that's yeah. what I get to do
1: yeah awesome um, circling back to some of the things that your wife has to put up with uh i i I had the the fortune of visiting you late last year and uh, and you were telling me that that uh, that it's not unusual for your neighbors to see you doing some weird things out on the street. Tell us about some of those. Well, let me,
0: let me make the list. Um, they have seen me crawl through the neighborhood, down the street, up into the park in the neighborhood. They've seen me wear a 50-pound sandbag on my head that looks like a very, very large sombrero, um, especially in the dark, in the early morning hours. It's really hard to tell what it is. They've seen me... Uh, Drag a hundred pounds worth of chain through the neighborhood and make all the dogs in the neighborhood go crazy. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty infamous inside the
1: neighborhood for doing being that
0: odd guy that does really weird things.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh your your neighborhoods seem a lot more, um, lot more tightly knit than our neighborhoods in Australia. Like in Australia, it's we've got big yards and you kind of you if you're lucky you know your neighbors just beside you and not not so much further on whereas you're a part of like it, it's almost like a the equivalent of a gated community where where everyone knows everyone you've got your your or or there everyone's aware of everyone and everyone's aware yeah, of everyone yeah <laughs> yeah and you've you've kind of you've you've got to all adhere to the same sets of rules and everything like that and so having having a neighbor doing something weird, every that's that's really notable. Listen,
0: no joke. I was at the uh, the neighborhood swimming pool uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago, um, and a group of women were on the other side of the pool talking about this teenager who was dragging this long chain through the neighborhood. And I was listening to him and I was, and it, I, was I was kind of dumb at first. I was like, "There's some other person doing that." Um, <laughs> And then I realized, because they never see me up close, because they only see me from their windows, Um, but they were talking about me, and I was like, oh, no, that's me. (laughs)
1: Um, Tell us a bit about your athletic background,
0: Tim. Um, uh, Athletically, I'm like Al Bundy from Married with Children. I played high school football um, and track, uh, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, and, and that's about, like, Real athletically, that's about it. I, I have been involved in uh, intramural sports and um, flag football on and off um, since I got out of college. And last year, um, I love running sprints. Last year, I ran a few track meets for the the Masters um, mm-hmm. championships around North Carolina. But that's about it. Um, I, other than that, just living in a gym, um, that was my sport. was weightlifting for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, cool. Do you have a specific goal at the moment? doesn't have to be training related, but... If so, what is it? My, well, my specific
0: kind of training-related goal is just to feel good. Um, I, I, I'm i not chasing after anything anymore other than enjoying life and being able to move, m- optimize and optim- uh, maximize my ability to move throughout my life because I, I want to be able to enjoy it um, mm. even when I'm 99,
1: 120, whatever
0: I get to, I want it to be. I still want to be strong.
1: Yeah. Sure, so the old Dan John, walk to the mailbox on the day that you die. But I have a feeling you want to do better than that.
0: I could crawl to it, but it would be like an epic crawl, not like (laughs) a barely get there crawl. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) nice.
1: Um, What was the last book you read, and what was the best thing about it? Oh, gosh. And you can shift away from books. Marcek did movies and told us about his, his movies a little bit, I think. But uh whatever excites you.
0: Oh gosh, Pierce. Um man, I've read like ten books in the last two months, so that's awesome. I don't know. you got changed. me looking up my I'm looking at my audible thing right now to see the books I've read. Um, yeah, nice. Let's see. Uh oh, I read uh one book called um, The Art of Learning, which was pretty oh, yeah, fascinating. Cool. Have you have you heard of that one? Yeah, Josh Weitzkin. It's awesome. Yes. That was that was fascinating. It made me want to try push hands. Yeah, yeah, completely <laughs> new. And I also thought about playing chess for a brief moment, and I'm like, "eh, that's, I probably won't be good at that." So <laughs> but it was, I thought it was an awesome book. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't. Oh, the, I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen any good movies. Well, Avengers, but that's. I haven't seen that yet, so that doesn't really qualify.
1: Sorry, you dropped out a little bit there. What was that that you said that you you are looking forward to seeing? The new oh, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers and Infinity Wars movie, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, was there a favorite thing that stood out to you about Josh Whiteskin's book?
0: You know, um, I think the gist of the story for me with him was that, honestly, like I said earlier about I wasn't necessarily um, good at, in the weight room. I just I showed up every day. Mm-hmm. It seems like Josh, his art of learning really dealt with showing up every day. Yeah, um, and r- overcoming frustrations and obstacles just by showing up and being open, though, to to learning how to go with the flow with whatever was presenting itself.
1: Yeah, yeah. He um that that whole intersection of passion, time, and uh, and and then expert coaching. Um, yes. You know, he he was the right guy in the right place at the right time, but it's given him this amazing brain that appears to to be able to reapply those skills really amazingly. But, you know, even for him with that amazing brain, when he started doing his Tai Chi, he had to rock up more than the next guy, even when he broke his arm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, so it wasn't
0: like it was a cakewalk. Yeah. But but he kept he kept showing up. He just kept showing up. And he did not let uh, his limitations become excuses. Yeah. Um, he found ways around them. like he would... Okay, he would meet. He would meet a, a barrier, and he would learn how to roll with
1: it. Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah. I thought that was a pretty. To me, that was the lesson from the book. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a. It's a book that I like to read uh, once every year or eighteen months, because it's it's just, it's just it's an enjoyable read. But you learn again, each time as well. Um, what's your favorite food presently?
0: Oh, presently. Um. Still, I think my I think my fate well, You know what, man? I've been jonesing and looking for really good sushi uh, lately, and gone okay. and have gone out of my way to eat it, which is so not me. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. wouldn't have touched sushi with a ten foot pole like three or four years ago, but now I'm like, all right, where's that? So right now, that's what I'm
1: jonesing for. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because it's dinner time over there at the moment as well. It is dinner time. Yes. (laughs) I won't be having sushi tonight. (laughs) Do you have any hobbies at the moment? Now, obviously life's pretty insane with two kids in high school and, uh, and a very busy wife. But, uh, do you have time for hobbies?
0: I, I it all depends on how you look at it. I think my hobby right now is living the adventure that I'm in. Um, like there's I, I, I enjoy it so much um, and I'm so fascinated with what's happening and then what can happen um, because there's so much possibility that it just it keeps me engaged. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to me, I guess that I mean, and normally so in the past, I would do a hobby to stay engaged for something that brought me joy.
1: Sure.
0: Well, sure. original strength right now brings me so much joy that I really don't want to do anything else right now. Yeah. In, in this season.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, now, this is, we've probably covered it a little bit, but, uh, but actually we've covered it a lot, but I want you to make it explicit. Why do you choose to train the way you train? So let's, let's talk about, um, so that people have a better image of your training. So let's let's talk about a typical week of training for you. And okay. then talk about, you know, obviously you've talked about your, your training goal at the moment is, um, is to feel good. Yes. But, uh, but let's, let's draw the line between the way you train and why that makes you feel good.
0: Okay. So a typical uh, week of training for me will involve a lot of gait pattern works. Like, so I might crawl um, several days a week, I might uh, walk with a a backpack or some kind of load on my body or march um several days a week i'll do several several carries um in a week or picking something up and walking with it um so i believe the body was designed to move from a to b Mm -hmm. and i believe that the body's design the gait pattern is what keeps the nervous system strong and healthy and a strong healthy nervous system keeps the body physically strong and healthy and they're a very chicken neck the body feeds the nervous system the nervous system feeds the body that is our design and it's amazing how it works and doing those simple things has enabled me to be ridiculously strong for things that i shouldn't shouldn't necessarily be able to do unless i train for them and i don't really train for anything yeah. um, other than i do a lot of uh crawling like carrying a lot of um loaded walking and stuff and for fun i like to you know play with uh I like to play with body weight exercises and stuff, but then I'm always throwing in some kind of crawling or carrying or something in with that, just you cool. know, to mix it up. So it's just a lot of gait pattern work or a lot of what some people might just call OS or original strength type work. But um, cool. and the reason I do that is because it does allow me to feel good and to actually be strong. Hmm. Um, and the, you know, and that, that's a hard sell, but the proof's in the pudding on that one. I'm, and I wouldn't believe it if I hadn't you know walked through that door myself. Mm. But I did, so I do.
1: (laughs) Some of the traditional martial arts will talk about the four knots and they they refer to the hips and the shoulders as being the four knots. And uh, and gait patterning is a really cool way or or a really easy way of uh, of helping those four knots to behave together and in the way that they should behave. Um, so it gets them to mirror each
0: other and do their job, like it, it totally teaches them how to coordinate, cooperate and rhythmically move together, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? I
0: still think, <laughs> oh gosh, um, the fantasy of me would still be fly with my red cape, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah, I still think I I think that would just be so amazing to be able to fly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, look, the last thing that I wanted to cover is you're you're out here in in April to run the OS Pro. This weekend past, you've just had one at your facility. Yes. What was the coolest story that you had from the weekend that uh, that you're able to share with us?
0: Oh, um, well, I got a tie, but. They're okay. So they're just miracles. Um, we had a gentleman who's a, a a body worker who has been working with an eighteen year old who was in a car accident when he was twelve. Mm-hmm. And when this when this child was twelve years old, he his brain was damaged, his body was damaged, and he 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 was no longer normal. He was in a wheelchair, wheelchair bound, mm-hmm. and his arms were like he couldn't use his arms anymore, and mm-hmm. he could not remember from one day to the next. So he lost his oh, wow. ability things Mm. and he lost his ability to function and so his his therapist and his doctors he was where he was and that was it Mm. but um my my new friend uh, dan worked with this young man um, and started using os with him as well and here's i'll go to the end of the story for the first time in six years this young man stood up (coughs) out of his chair and was able to hug his father Or let me say for the first time in six years, his father was able to hug him standing up Mm. with his arms open. He was able to use his arms. He was able to stand up. Um, And that was just a beautiful, beautiful story of the power um, that returning to the way your body is designed, how the body can indeed begin the healing process. Mm. But it didn't just heal his body that healed that father's heart. I mean, Pierce, like the emotion and the, the story itself was just—I mean, it would just make your hair stand up—and mm. uh, it's just so powerful. And that was just one one yeah. story uh, over the weekend. Um, but that's how we started. That was the very first uh, first story we started with.
1: Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's um. That's surreal. That's, uh, yes. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around.
0: It is. Um, Oh, but it's so beautiful at the same time, like, mm. because I know, like, I could not help but wonder, like, you know, the one thing that that father wanted is mm. what he got, mm. you know, to, to see his boy stand up out of, out of a chair, but be also be able to just open his arms and put his arms around him. Yeah.
1: Um, so that, to me, is, that's amazing. It's It's beyond amazing. Have they seen any positive movement with his neurological stuff? oh so now he
0: has pincer grip
1: he went from not being able to even grab anything to now he can grab m&ms
0: sure he, his memory's coming back he's having memories from when he was 12 which all of that was wiped away and mm. now he's recalling stuff i mean he could feed himself now with dexterity yeah. uh like the, he's gaining these things that he hasn't had in
1: six years yeah wow um and it's one of the things with OS, the hardest thing teaching OS is the idea that something so simple could have such a profound impact. Um, yeah. I, and, and I think even people leaving the pressing reset sometimes, they've seen their body improve dramatically. But that doesn't necessarily, uh, until you've spent some time around the system and seen the, the outcomes for people. It still seems it's surreal when, when you you hear these stories, like that something that's so so basic that's already hardwired into us um, could be so incredibly effective and efficient um,
0: yeah it I, I can only i mean every day I know that I know that I know, and then i and then the, the next day it comes by. I that is reaffirmed even more. The body is amazingly made, mm. and it is, it is designed to repair itself and to restore itself. Mm. Um, and, and what that means, though, is that there is always hope of improving, no matter where you find your your situation.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well. I think that pretty much covers um, everything we that I was looking to cover. Um, so, I think some of the things that we talked about in this uh, episode were the art of learning and the fact that if you show up, um, good things happen. Um, Amen. And uh, I mentioned a few times your trip to Australia, which is on the seminar is on the 6th. 7th and 8th of April. Yes. Um, and you can sign up for those at originalstrength.net under the courses tab, I believe. Um, I don't think, yeah, that's, that's good. Under the workshops, the workshops. workshops. Yep. Um, and yeah, was there anything else you wanted to mention while we've got you, Tim?
0: Ah oh, man. Um, I love coming to Australia to hang out with my friend Pierce. Uh, and it's it's just, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm looking forward to, to, to being able to hang out with you, you and Dan. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that'll be fun. Too.
1: <laughs> um, and for anyone who, who has done OS previously or who wants to meet Tim, we are going to have a dinner on the Saturday night, which I'd love to throw open to anyone who gets in touch with me. Um, and, uh, Yeah, Um, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me buddy, appreciate it. Thanks man.